and DDS. Let's together and different break through the bullshit, shall we? You need rogue rebels and renegade people that will diverge from the mainstream to really uncover new ways and create the real value stream for your organization, your people that work with you, with you, and more. Welcome. Welcome again this Friday, last day of March, last day of the first quarter of 2023. Isn't it amazing? So I'm happy to be before you today on March 31st. And moreover, for the 50th episode of the Dare Real Agile podcast that I found, I have this in the idea and the mind. So I'm your coach, F. Alexandre Frédéric-Julie. I'll welcome you. I'm uh, doing this live stream for my Friday Live Agile, back to almost normal. I'm in a location, a great cafe, a great place on Brazil Street in Austin, Texas. You might hear the barista making coffee uh, because with those blue Yeti, it's always amazing, the space, sound and everything. And I, mm, yes, 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 I have to be careful. My feedback telling me something, something is wrong. And uh, it seems that since I'm out of Mexico and here in Austin. Wow, come on. Don't tell me, what is this? Please tell me in the chat. I see seven people watching now. So tell me in the chat if, because my feedback is doing fuzzy, funny thing. I don't like that. If you ask me, I don't like that. Anyways, the most valuable product right now it's hard to do because everything seems to fail in the Western Hemisphere. That's what I'm realizing right now. So I'm sorry about that. I don't know. Yeah, I'm taking a huge risk because the it's really, it's really, really, really annoying. Is it better like that? Is it better like that? So as I said, it's going to be noisy because on the other side of the streets, because Austin is booming, it's really annoying. It was not like this when I tested. You know, you do test. It's good. And now I don't even know. I just hope, especially for my audio podcaster, that you don't. You don't hear that feedback. It's really uh, March 31st. It's also being recorded for the 50th episode of, of the Dare Real Agile podcast. And, uh, and this month really... Especially for my podcaster, I'd like to go to explore the renegade mindset because we don't we don't just spread renegade or rebel or rogue person just like that. There, there's there's a part of a mindset, there's a part of an approach that as an individual you could choose to uh, become a little bit more innovator and creative. So it's uh, again this kind of unfortunate polarization or duality between the left brainer and the right brainer. And so we need to um, explore those things before just commenting and, oh, I'm the renegade agilist. Yes, I have this title and I'm proud of it because in 23 years of doing Scrum, of being lean agile, I realized that when I work with constipated people, with conformist people, with left brainer, too much Cartesian people, it doesn't work. I need to work with creative department, marketing department, those who understand the importance of this adjective of being agile and uncovering new ways, huh? the opening of even for the software development manifesto. So like 
and I'll, I'll go I'll go through in this uh, in this episode about what I'm kind of this approach helped me tune my behavior yes but at some point you have to choose your client as your client choose you as well so uh, when people commenting or send me a private email about oh it's incredible coach f uh, you're maybe too bold so it's it's not good for your image or for your reputation well my reputation is set i'm part of the a list okay and when i receive comment from b and c list or even d list i said really I, I mean, I'm always working. I'm always serving people. And okay, this is really this Friday. Is it an April Fool's Day? Anyways, I hope it's going to be all right for... I should have started something else. Anyways, we have learned from that lesson. And I can't wait to go back to my studio in Montreal to have everything set, everything more like... Now, this is very, very... like. So I think I'm going to don't have any feedback because the feedback it's too annoying for me is distracting me and I need to be focused to be really with you so you're probably as I said you hear the construction in front of this cafe on Brazil Street here in Austin and also the barista upstairs and everything so they give me a space downstairs um, to have it a little bit more quiet but anyways so I'm sorry for the purist, especially my audio podcaster, Ron and Jag, with me right now. And uh, so today, we're going to be part of this Agile Wars to see the approach of... Um, I, I hate it without feedback, but especially as an ex-DJ, but let's continue, shall we? So are we going to agilize with me? And uh, if you want to support the channels and my creation and my production, so please smash the like button. And, um, and as I was saying... As I was saying, uh, every week we have like people who watch more than half the show and they are not subscribed. So subscribe and hit the notification. We are live every Friday, 12 Eastern. And uh, once a month, like today, I'm recording the Dare Real Agile podcast. And I'm really proud. This is the 50th episode since April 2020. And that was in my mind to do this Dare Real Agile podcast to um, talk about the real McCoy, talk about these divergent approach. And, and today, really, what I want you to address with this shocking title, the renegade agilist, that someone called me like this, but positively, constructively, because they liked it and they rehire me and rehire me again and again because of this mindset. So let's go to some definition before going through uh, uh, the uh, the approach that I propose for any coach out there who would like to be in the real spirit of agility and the real spirit of innovation with creative people, with people who would like to change the world with their product and services. So that's why I'm probably also fitting well with startups. And when I talk about startups with venture capitalists, uh, like uh, Tim Draper, help my client, financing them and everything. So I hope this episode will go well in this setting uh, with a low bandwidth, uh, with the noise of construction, with the noise of the barista. So bear with me, bear with me, jug with me for my dear real agilist. I love you. We are more than 5,000 now, and we have about 300 downloads a month, so I'm really happy about that. And um, so, definition of a couple of words, divergent, it's an adjective, like agile. And in terms of 
is first definition, and I took always my definition either from Harper's or today it's going to be from uh, Webster, Merriam-Webster Dictionary in English. So moving or extending in different directions from a common point. Ah, divergence. So if you are a divergent mindset, if you are diverging, it's not necessarily negative. Stop polarizing everything with a plus and minus, day and night, everything. So try to just be in the moment. Huh? I met someone in Tulum last week and she had a watch, something that looks like uh, an Apple watch. And the funny thing, I was really like surprised about it. When she, when someone asking, what time is it, please? She was whisking her wrist like this. And what appeared on the screen was now. So that was a dumb uh, Apple Watch. It was not a real Apple Watch. It was something that she bought somewhere in Radisco. And it was just so funny. I want one because it's exactly, it's now. So be in the now, be in the equilibrium of setting up everything else, you know? So divergent, it's not a negative aspect. It could be, uh, especially as a consultant in business agility, when you try to uncover new ways with your team and uh, elevate your employee satisfaction. So here it is, moving or extending in different directions. So decentralize again from a common point. The common point is your shared value within your organization, right? So diverging from each other with different paths, it's more distributed network or decentralized network that will unleash the power that you could have between each other. And um, they also refer to divergent evolution, which is, I think, it's something great and we could explore more because today it's the renegade and the rebel as a consultant. But I'd like to go because... Well, I defined at the beginning of this show uh, to be divergent. So divergent, you know, you need still a common goal with different path. And software developer will tell me, I like this idea because if we are focusing on this type of feature or component of the application of the software, so then uh, that will be great to have this kind of liberty of diverging. But the common goal is at the end, of the MVP at the end of the product or the increment that we try to build, it's going to be, um, yeah, it's going to be like something uh, great like this. And um, it's it's really important now to, to understand that uh, as an adjective also, there's a B definition of differing from each other or from a standard. Ah, the standard, the standard of practice. So, Sometimes, because I, I read Dr. McCoy, you know, because I pre, I praise Dr. McCoy, I praise this McCoy philosophy of the real thing. Um, <clears throat> but sometimes we have to uh, question this. And uh, the divergent interest, okay, of your labor will be that type of, of uh, di- different, differing from each other for the moment of the creation. And from the standard, because the standard might be well, and you probably a lot of consultant, and I'm sure um, you hear it often uh, with uh, the organization change management when we try to explain to a VP uh, or uh, especially mid-manager, they will say like, oh, but we have that standard of practice and it's very good and it's been proven efficient because in my company, it's worked for 50 years. So why do you want to change it? Why do you want to touch this? So of course, this is generally speaking, I might agree with some of those managers because if, 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 if it's going well, if customers are happy and if employees are happy, why do you need OCM on agility 
to come and make some noise if you don't need to innovate, if you don't need to be creative, and if your standard of practice doesn't need any divergence. So my point is, don't impose it again. What I'm doing this morning, today, in this podcast, is telling you a, a clear definition from the English dictionary, uh, Merriam-Webster's, about what is a divergent mindset with a renegade mindset. Okay, so let's go also to the rogue because sometimes the people who said, oh, you're rogue and rogue, it's either like, you know, some kind of a deserter or something. So let's go see what Miriam Webster have to offer as an objective definition. It's again an adjective like agile. And the number one adjective definition of rogue is resembling or suggesting, see, like a consultant and a coach, a great coach should do um, an idea. A component, especially in being isolated, aberrant, dangerous, or uncontrollable. Ah, I like it. So it's resembling or suggesting something rogue is is being isolated, aberrant, dangerous, or uncomfortable. So, okay. Then example is a rogue wave coming our way. So we might surf another matter. We might adapt our surfing matter with the rogue wave. It's uncontrollable. It's maybe dangerous. Okay. Now, they will talk about a rogue cop or a rogue um, a federal servant as corrupt and dishonest. So you see, these are the negative aspect of the rogue. So if someone tell me I'm a rogue agilist, maybe I don't like it so far, right? You don't, you don't either, right? And the third aspect of a rogue adjective is being a nation whose leaders defy international law. And we see it a lot right now. Our norms, our international behavior. Okay. So this is the adjective. It's something uncontrollable, dangerous, that I like to be specially isolated and aberrant of others. So I prefer the divergent aspect of the objective definition. So call me a divergent agile coach. Call me a renegade agile coach. But maybe the rogue coach so far as an adjective, no thank you, because I'm not corrupt. I'm not dishonest. And I might, what I like when the third one, they, they put it in a portrait of a geopolitical type of defying international law and norm interest. But again, it's, it's a defying, it's behavior. So maybe not. But Webster offers us also rogue as a noun. So a noun is, again, it will be a dishonest or worthless person, a scoundrel, a mischievous person, scam, fake, you see? So it's all the contrary of what I'm preaching here on this Dare Real Agile podcast. Um, and then rogue is a verb, rugged, rugging, rugging. So it's an intransitive verb in English, uh, to weed out inferior, deceit, or non-typical individual from a crop, plant, or field. Oh, interesting. So it's all tinted very dark and negative in this word, rogue. But a non-typical individual, I kind of like it from a crop, plant, or a field. And especially the religious view out there because I'm in Texas, so I heard a couple of things of the end of time. Um, I don't remember in English, though, but in French, it's separate le, le bon grain de livret, the good grain from the bad grain. So that's the rogue aspect of it. But anyways, even if the objective definition right now in Webster, it's very, 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 uh, how could I say, uh, kind of, more tinted in the dark. I will say that this last part, and let me put it in the chat for you guys. 
Right, oops, this didn't work. Why is that? Sorry about that. Realty tasking. Have you done that in call center before? So here it is. Kind of like it. Non-typical individuals from a crop plant or field, but you could apply. Forget the, the crop plant in the field. Apply it to your organization. So non-typical individual may not have to correct anything, or maybe they do depending on your context. But pay attention because sometimes those rogue elements could become divergent in a positive and creative way. And this is how uh, you might have you might have something innovative uh, unleashed from your team. And now, if we are going to another word, that's part of the renegade mindset. So we saw divergent. Now we saw the rogue aspect. So the renegade himself. I don't. I won't go into rebel. Rebel, because rebel is rebel. We. I, I think like. But the renegade now. How do they define renegade properly? So renegade. First and foremost, it's also a noun, a verb, and an adjective. So if I start with the adjective, like I did with the others, the number one from Merriam-Webster says it's having deserted a fate, a cause. Our religion for an hostile one. I don't get the hostile one at the eight. Having deserted a fate, a cause, or religion for an hostile one. I'm not sure. Please, in the in the comment below, educate me because I'm not sure of the stern point of the phrase. Maybe it's my French mindset. I don't know. Because for me, at the beginning, like deserted a fate, a cause, like agile cause, the agile movement, because it's about it today. I'm a renegade agilist because I, I, I am deserting you guys, the community who are boring, non-efficient, becoming more conventional, and even worse than the classical project management approach. I will say that much. So for a hostile one, the hostile thing, I'd, I'd, I'd like to know because I'm not, I'm not translating in my mind right now. And the second aspect of the adjective renegade is having reject the tradition. Exactly. Unconventional. Exactly. Exactly. Renegade is exactly what I had in mind and what I've, what I was looking for into, um, all of these, um, uh, people and other of my colleagues who work on the uh, psychology of coaching, on the psychology of, of group, um, so having rejected tradition and being unconventional. So having the title, the renegade agilist, it's because you want to desert, okay, something that you may be fine hostile as the agile movement that not serve anymore, anything, anyone, or any purpose. So maybe Jim I. Smith <laughs> would like to go into this renegade mindset to explore more about his last paper. And finally, what I'd like to do now, let me just save some bandwidth. And please tell me, I see seven people watching live uh, on this beautiful Friday, but beautiful here in Austin with 25 degrees. I don't know for you guys, wherever you are. So let me just quickly see if we are on Rumble and YouTube. <clears throat> wherever you are. Perfect. We are. We are. Okay. So, yeah. So the point The point here. Uh, and yes, I want to make a point today. It's my 50th episode. And cheers to that. I'm really happy. That 50 episode, 
5,100 people, 300 downloads a month. Thank you so much. Namaste. Obrigado. Muchas gracias. Merci beaucoup d'être là avec moi. And I hope, like I see on my phone, it's, it seems to be okay. Uh, so what is, what is this mindset? What is the, um, so I got a lot of notes and a lot of debates on, all, uh, uh, again, this linked out, huh? LinkedIn people. You're so like fake. You're so like pretending. You're so like, oh, and by the way, fuck your chat GPT. It's a, it was the subtitle, but I, I, I prefer not to put it. So I just call it the renegade agilist, but it was an hyphen and fuck your chat GPT. Fuck your AI. Okay. Be organic. Be a human being for God's sake. And just, just try to solve the equilibrium that we might all need, including me between the right and the left brain at the first place. And also connecting your mind with your art huh? will be good for a change. For real change, so start by changing yourself, your perspective, and your perception. So that's the thing. Um, so you know, and a lot of people will say like, "Oh, you you don't back it up with knowledge." Excuse me, I'm a practitioner of agility. So yes, I got knowledge, but I learned from the trench in 1999, building with very high caliber engineer and software architect uh, for training simulation software. And also e-commerce, like on steroid, from HTML to PHP Symfony. So give me a fucking break with your knowledge, okay? I don't need to know it all. Knowledge is one thing. You could spread it like a strawberry uh, jam on a fucking baguette. So congratulations. You just spread your culture, your confiture culture, uh, your jam culture with the knowledge. But if you want, back it up with knowledge. Ask a fake stupid coach for that. Not me. Not my coach at the Agile Lounge. No fucking way. And you are part of the issue with a stupid, polite, conventional work and sir like yours. Okay? I said that to people. Because based on my observation, my point of view, of course, but again, I'm always open. If you invite me on the side of your table and if you are willing to come sit on the side of my table and when we are walking towards a, a trekking, anytime, I, I'm glad to see the hill or the mountain from your point of view and vice versa, okay? But based on my observation and my experience in 23 years, not a fucking opinion of sheep on my And real life experience, yes, experience over knowledge is part of a key element of the renegade mindset as a consultant and an agile coach. And the field with more clients satisfied than you could ever dream of. Oh, yes. For instance, if someone, a stakeholder, a colleague in the agile space, uh, the agile codes, tell you this. Opening the code, self-organization seems to mean different things to different people. Very curious whether others are seeing this dynamic in organization and in conversation. There's so much more to the concept than initially meets the eyes. Oh, yes. And my answer to that, as a rogue Renegade Agile coach will answer that. I told her, like the concept, 
of respecting the maturity, like the concept of respecting the talent, the skills and autonomy of the people you hire to help you deliver value every day to your customers. Because it's one thing, self-organization seems to mean different things for different people. Bullshit. Bull crap. If you're curious to whether others are seeing this dynamic, so it's again, huh? my example of we are going to see a pyramid. We are trekking a hill. If we are not at the same level, the same space, we will have a different point of view of it, of course. But oh, because self-organization for me, it's a lack of leadership. People will start self-organizing because there's a vacuum from the leadership and the organization itself. Okay. So that being said, but you'll see later because self-organization, it's nothing. It's worth nothing without real self-management. And I'm coming to this because the thing is you hire people that are mature, they are skilled and they have a mix of great knowledge in the field and they are autonomous because they have experience. Okay. Of course, a lot of people and I have coached that they struggle because they never had a chance to experience it. So yes, we have to, of course, embrace the uh, learning process of it. But what I'm saying is at some point, like experience over knowledge will be more valuable and you could transfer experience from, from, from something that you, you did before uh, becoming a scrum master, for instance. So maybe you don't have uh, on your resume, the experience of a scrum master, but a, Maybe you did something in your past job that you could transfer those skills and talent with your maturity and your understanding of the concept. So that will be my, you have to be open when I, when I smash like this on a podcast or oh, experience over knowledge, you still need knowledge. Like, huh? remember the uh, divergent definition? It's, it's an idea of decentralization of path. So you might diverge from the mainstream stuff to create a better value stream for a specific team, but it doesn't mean that you don't have at art the common goal of the company you are serving or the client you are serving. So you see, so put this in context before judging, before having just a perspective on a subjective egoistical thing. So now let's, let's, let's continue the response to this uh, self-organization seems to mean different things. Um, as a rogue and a renegade coach, I will try to help you um, focus on the real thing and hearing and having an interaction with your people. So, and I go on to, after like every day to like uh, deliver value every day to your customer from your people that you hire. And I said also, maybe freedom of choice, freedom of movement, freedom of doing, freedom of speaking the truth being able and not fear of expressing an idea, even if it's contrary to the boss idea, the ability to work with capable people who care will help a lot. And ah, I missed the point. Yeah. Capable people who care will help a lot. And maybe a more decentralized approach or at least distributed approach as the, div the divergent definition as an adjective will help agility to be into a more 
kind of really uncovering new way, really open space over safe space. Because if you have an open space and all of these kind of diverge in a way, and if you accept the learning from failure for real, you might achieve this real diversity, divergent diversity. So, so maybe a more decentralized approach. And the real self-management over self-organization of your team and your organization. Huh? And you do this by invitation pull base. You don't push anything on anyone. You let them pull after you made an invitation, then they will pull what they need to achieve the goal, the common path. It's all there, by the way, because this debate on Medium and LinkedIn that was very funny in 2023. Once again, people are just boring in the community of Agile and especially on LinkedIn, on social network, they want to be like very soft and spose, but it's not the thing. Safe and song will get you nowhere, okay? Because if you pay attention and if you are authentic to yourself and if you have a great interaction and, and you sell yourself as you are and you say no and you say yes to yourself and to client that will need that dynamic, it's all there. It's all there for years, even before Agile, even before organization change management and all that psychology of bullshit. It's all there. It's common sense. It's authenticity. It's intuitive leadership. Huh? But however, some egos, huh? manager egos, especially the mid-manager, you piss me off. Some egos are pushing more left brains than the right brain and they cult. And they cut, sorry, and they cut the intuitive leadership. Huh? So they push more left brain and they cut what you could have here to expand this, this renegade mindset. It's all about this, guys. And when I say it's all there too, so here we have that disgusting culture of ego system, ego system of management, of failure, over an ecosystem of cosmovision of thriving and fulfilled people. So this is the problem. It's all about this fabulous plexus chakra, your ego, your self-preservation, that you skip the art and you go right to the brain and you make this happen and you think it's good. For a time. Not anymore. So... I am working hard in that field. And that's why I, I, I received, when I arrived in Austin last week, this, this title of Renegade Agilist, but we love UAF. I need more awakening people over all you woke, bullshit, diversity, inclusion, and the E stands for what again? E oh, equity. To make that real McCoy happen, thought. Enough of you, DI. D-I-E, enough of the ESG for company because that serves no one, not the customer, not the citizen, not the employee, no one. And at the end of the day, even those leaders will face the wall very fast. And words are important. As you see, I start this show with giving you the definition, the objective definition from Miriam Webster because I love Miriam Webster. They always propose you Adjective, if they are, verbs, nouns, and some context. But it's objective. So after that, you could try to apply it like for the renegade mindset of a renegade agilist. As I tried to explain to you today, 
like this in a cafe in Austin, Brazil Street, with noise of the barista, my feedback that didn't work. So my MVP, my live MVP, tell me in the comment if it's okay, if it's all right, especially my brave jogger of the Dare Real Agile podcast on this 50th episode on March 31st, 2023. I love you guys. I thank you so much. You are my best network. And I'm going to talk also about what happened yesterday with the Scrum Beer number 21 in Austin here in this setting. That was amazing with 17 people eager to learn the Mike Beadle legacy. Okay, so that's why we didn't do it live for the only three people who were confirming from maybe Montreal or somewhere else. So I apologize a bit for for those people. But once again, um, I decided to go full-blown IRL with people who were interested here in this setting to learn about Enterprise Scrum. So I'll come back about this, but words are important, as I mentioned. I work with people who demand, who demand they don't ask, they demand. So for the English native, you understand my, my intent now. Who demand self-manage, not self-organize. Also teams with freelancers, and this is my experience about the last 10 years, teams with freelancer achieve way better the performance threshold than teams with actual employee or permanent employee, call them whatever they want. So I speak with experience here over all that we pretend we fucking know. Yeah. Stop the academic bullshit and the theory and get to work. Get your ass on the field and work concretely and creatively with humans. And please put some love into it. Do what you love and put your ego aside. Interact with one another. Maybe you see me on this podcast and you think, oh my God, could I have a debate with him? I don't want to debate with you. I'd like to be co-creative with you. So in real life, when I'm working, of course, I'm not this coach AF on the Day Real Agile podcast using the F and the S word and bullshit and all that thing. Of course not. But I need that on a Friday like this. Once a month for the Day Real Agile and every week with a Friday Live Agile because it's therapeutic, because it's the artistic part, right, brain in me who wants to do this Coach AF character. Do you understand, motherfucker, or you're just like stupid, clumsy, and you think that, yeah, okay? But bottom line and bottom of my heart, I'm the most empathic, sympathetic, and compassionate person you will ever work with. But in the meantime, and the world of business, the real world of business that I have learned so hard myself, be- coming from an East End Montreal poor family, I, gr- I grabbed this, the ladder myself. I did work hard my ass out of poverty. So I know how it is. So stop sending me stupid fucking message on LinkedIn. Like, oh, you're too bold. I don't care. I don't care of your fucking opinion of sheep. Because you don't know me and I don't know you. And you're just judging me when you do this. And if you don't want to hire me because you see that podcast on LinkedIn, so be it. Because I don't want to work with a closed mind like you who just go into perception, huh? perception instead of diverging to other perspective. For me, I satisfy a lot of clients. They love my divergent thing. One of 
um, on LinkedIn, you could see a lady talking about it, that I was listening to them and I was not imposing anything upon them. I just, I was just suggesting them to create their path based on that knowledge. They will gain experience. Period. So I'm speaking with experience, tremendous experience and smile in the eyes of those developers, designer, marketing people, financial people, everything. Over all that we pretend, we, the agile community, that we fucking know. I'm telling you, stop this academic bullshit. Stop this theory. Stop this talk about like, oh, yeah, we still, we still discuss the neuro coaching and this application of it. Fuck it. You're wasting your time and you're making money on the, on the, on the, on the inherence of your client. So get to work. Yes. And please yeah, put some love into it. Some love in what you do and what you bring people to love. So my team and I over at the Agile Lounge for Business Agility have nothing to prove on a decaying social network like LinkedIn linked out. Two little low potential people that just want to be right and pretending instead of doing and delivering shit and understand the real deal here. So good luck, low potential individual, with your job search, with your contract search, with whatever, with the achievement that will never come, like we see in Quebec government with the digital identity two years late but again, with a bad idea. So, oh boy, huh? oh boy, is a perfect example of people faking agile and who just want to bring, uh, to be right instead of fully understand what is the power of agility. For instance, people first, self-managed team, not self-organized, self-managed team, decentralized or at least distributed open patterns of business agility. I think reading all of your bullshit on LinkedIn and Medium, we have a lot of work to do to open minds to real conscious and empirical process with real intuitive and conscious leadership and business agility for a new management way. So I believe our colleague of the LATAM, Latin American, get it better and are wiser about creating real value and people empowerment with invitation and pull-based system. Any tougher thought on this, anybody? Please tell me in the comment below or send me an email if you're a podcaster. As I see it at the airport because you like this post, what is you like and this counter-revolution of his proposition or structure over people. So the rebel or renegade agile coach uh, and the all of mirrors, because as a coach, you're also sending the mirror back eh, to you. Because some mean or meaningful people, mean or meaningful people, and my network, click it on it. As an entrepreneur first and a business agility advisor and trusty advisor, I love to be called a divergent agilist or renegade agilist like my client in the couple of last week. Because whatever that BS means, 
I believe that Agile fell years ago, and now people just wake up to the common sense of doing the right thing first, which is satisfying the client experience and building the right product, the right service, and the most important thing first. And then you evolve in the empirical process, refining it with your customer feedback. Customer feedback, the only measure of success in an agile leadership, in an agile key productive index. So, I'll talk, like, despite all this, this narrative huh, from Capital One, you remember early this year when Capital One fired 1,000 project manager and agile coach? So this sudden narrative of product management self-sufficient, which is I like very much, I've been preaching it for years, years, since at least the last decade. So I, I don't know what takes you so long to get into the product, product management self-sufficient. I do not think the banksters have the maturity or the human-to-human interaction desire at art and mind to really deliver goods to their client, agile or not. So fuck off to their justification and meteorite of a too late recession and effect. So that exactly what I have been saying for years. Agile fell because we are invaded by stupid work organization change manager and psychologists or more psychological people that destroy the 2001 software development revolution with the Agile Manifesto. The Agile Tour Montreal et je vais peut-être en parler un petit peu en français pour cette gang de cons-là, de Agile Partnership. The Agile Tour Montreal and Agile Alliance, Scrum Alliance, Agile Montréal are very, 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 very part of the failure and the destruction of this Agile scam. The McKinsey and Company, Accenture and CGI with also take responsibility of the failure of Agile with the misinformed advice to CEO and leadership and the follow the money of the Agile industrial complex is the second element of the Agile failure. No wonder people return to open space technology and do the first phrase of the 2001 manifesto uncovering new ways of delivering values. So fuck your Lego play, fuck your proxy system, fuck Scale Agile Incorporated, and all of the goofy out there that put a nail in the coffin of agility. I wonder, even the dog agree with me upstairs in the cafe, you see? I wonder is there hope, a new hope into DevOps Institute and the Open Leadership Network. I don't know. I just wonder. So that, that I will stop right there. It's it's 11:45 here at Austin, probably 12:45 in Montreal and somewhere else. So, and I think I'm going to do a part two of this renegade agilist to explain better um, why I am really became and by 
customer satisfaction, a renegade agile coach. And also, what is the neuro coaching and automatization aspect of these professional services uh, with the fucking chat GPT that they could kiss my ass and, and lick my asshole if you want. Uh, especially with this job interview of a scrum master position. Like, so you, you just don't want to think for yourself. So you need those, those, those stupid AI. And it's only those who will control the data that will control the world in the future. So have it in mind, because if you're always just referring to even the Google search for the last 20 some years, here you are. So anyways, I'll stop this right now and tell me in the comment below and write me an email uh, for my uh, my runner outside, out, out there. Or you could also do if uh, you're just watching it on Rumble and... <coughs> Sorry about that. If you're watching it on Rumble and YouTube, you could also write to me at the, uh, the address you see right now, coach at agile-lounge.com. And, um, and if you'd like this divergent way, this decentralized way, this open invitation pool-based, agreement-based way of embarking your team into a great agile journey and divergent path, become our client. So add that to our website, agile-lounge.com. It'll be our pleasure to have a discovery, a free discovery call with you because yes, we do this. We don't do freaking stupid assessment. It's on us. We do the assessment. And if you are in Montreal, Austin and Miami, and if we are there, we could welcome you into a nice co-working and cafe. And the cafe is on us too. So let's walk the talk with a free discovery session, either in person or virtual. And um, quickly, the scrum beer before ending that that 50th podcast and 109 Friday Live Agile. So the Scrum B21 yesterday night was a great experience with my Austin and Agile Austin network. So I think they liked it. Uh, we filmed it. I'm going to see in the in the cutting room what we could do for that. Again, I apologize for the New Yorkers, the Montrealers, uh, Michael Orman also and the boys. But the thing is, uh, logistically speaking, and with the bandwidth here, even today I'm taking the risk of doing my podcast live from this cafe on Brazos Streets in Austin. So, so that's why we took the decision that we prefer to have an MVP with the people who were really interested in person, 17 people. That was great. Thank you, guys. And so we're going to see if we do something, if we do maybe a podcast with, with the conference, if the sound was enough good, if the two uh, there was an iPhone and a, and a Sony that was recording. So I'll receive the footage and we'll see about it. So again, for the community of Scrum Beer, uh, there were not a lot of people from outside Austin, to tell you the truth who showed an interest in it. So I'm hoping for May the 25th, Thursday, May the 25th, location to be confirmed in Montreal, Quebec, because I will be back in Montreal by then. So we're going to do a fuck it up scrum evening. So you'll be invited, especially the agile coach and the scrum master to come into that session. There's going to be an interactive session uh, where you're going to talk about your failure as a scrum master, as an agile coach, and what your team and, and you did to um, to kind of correct it or not to fail again or whatever. So it's a fuck it up scrum uh, evening where you will be participating a lot. So you're really invited for that. Uh, you could right now only on Meetup. I'm going to put the link in the pine common. You could uh, show your interest on Meetup. And very soon when we're going to have the location in Montreal, uh, we're going to send the invitation. And that's the other thing. Someone criticized me of uh, why don't you do it uh, live as you uh, 
promise. I didn't promise anything. It, it's agile. It's continuous planning. I'm tired. I did travel throughout Mexico and seven states. I did have a client in Miami, a client in Austin. I'm doing it voluntary. Scrum Alliance is paying me to meet up. That's it. And you guys are so cheap lately, especially the Montreal community. So please don't ask for things when you don't even participating and collaborating, whether by effort, time, volunteering yourself, okay? So kiss my ass. I'm doing it by heart, but I need people to also contribute and interact with me. So anyways, I hope to see you in Montreal for those who are in Montreal. And uh, really what happened to me in the last two months in Mexico, Miami, and Austin, it's telling me that it's time to get the fuck out of Montreal because you, Montreal, you are only four people interested to see it. And I said, no. I won't stream and have the risk of disturbing what people in the room here wanted to hear just for only four people, even if I love two of them very much. They're to my heart. Sorry, guys. That's why I contacted you in private to let you know and to manage your expectations. So that being said, um, for those who are watching on the Friday Live Agile, again, subscribe and hit the notification. We're here every Friday around 12 Eastern. Share this video. And for you who are listening to the Dare Real Agile podcast, run with me. You just run 51 minutes now. Run with me again and again. And please share also that podcast to friends and colleagues who'd like to unleash a divergent way of doing Agile. So, and even the dog again, agree with me. I love it. Yes, because the dog are allowed in the cafe in Austin. So here's the thing. So, and again, remember, you are powerful. You are beautiful. You are free to be whoever you want it to be. And you are free to do whatever you want it to do in respect of one another. 